<laughs> I can see the light. Certainly, I pray and hope that you can see the light this evening as well. My God, God has certainly been good to us. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to God being good. You know, I remember some years ago, there was a saying and we used to wear them on our chest that God is good and all the time uh, that he is. You know, he's good all the time. He's good every day, every hour, every minute. You know, so thank you for joining us on this fifth day of January 2021. And you're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Our Tuesday Bible, uh, excuse me, <laughs> well, Tuesday Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. And Thursdays is Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way, the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Uh, if you desire to be saved and, and looking for a church home, I, I'm, uh, I'm encouraging you to pray. Ask God where he wants you to be. Certainly we have room here for your ministry, for growth. You know, it just it's time to seek the Lord and to line up to his will so that his will can be executed in your life. It's 2021. You know, happy new year. I know you've heard that. And it is a happy new year in spite of God is, is navigating us. God is directing our path. He said the footsteps of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. And so here we are. We are uh, taking this year uh, with purpose. Now, I need you to write that down. I need you to write it down someplace, make it visible and uh, let it be your declaration for the hour. Let it be your declaration for the day, the week, each month, that you are taking the year with purpose. If, if you do that, uh, you'll line up with the will of God because that's what God wants us to do, to take the year with purpose. Nothing can stop the word of God from performing. Nothing can stop his will. And it's all about, it's all about your soul salvation. Remember uh, to take, the word take, means to lay hold of something with one's hand, to remove it to a particular place. <coughs> Excuse me. To a particular place. And uh, even, uh, you may even have to use force. And that's all right. Uh, you know, we're not talking about robbery. We're not talking about a committing a crime. But we are talking about taking a year uh, with purpose. And so that may require some force. And, and so uh, uh, give serious thought to your goals and behavior uh, this year, every day, every moment. And, you know, your short term, your long term goal depends on you and should cover your natural and spiritual existence. Now we're going into the word of God, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, we're yet in the book of Ezekiel and, and my soul is, is is really enjoying the Lord this evening and just thinking about God's goodness, thinking about the things that I've heard uh, of the Lord, the things that came to mind, 
you know, those good thoughts that God sends your way, you know, when you when you're ready to lay down at night or when you rise up in the morning, you're going through the day and you just get that unction from the Holy Ghost, that unction that that drives you, that unction that puts pep in your step, that unction that causes you to leave situations alone and take a different route. That unction, because you don't want to lose what you have, what is being coming to you from the Lord. And, and so, uh, you know, we're in the book of Ezekiel. And uh, let me just kind of recap this because Ezekiel is a minister, uh, you know, and he is uh, yet ministering to the people of God. Uh, he, is, he has been called to a higher level in God. You know, God's voice has gone out and he's talking to someone and, and pulling them, telling them it's time to come up. I'm not talking about someone that's been that have stopped doing what they were supposed to be doing. I'm not talking about a backslider. I'm talking about those that has their that have been faithful to God. And God is calling them to a, another to a higher level. And Ezekiel was one of them. He had been faithful unto the Lord. So he was a minister before this particular calling. Now it came to pass in the 13th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, that Ezekiel said, I was among the captives by the river of Jabbar, that the heavens were open. And I saw a vision. I saw visions of God in the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity. The word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzzai, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river of Chabar, and the hand of the Lord was upon him. So that is his testimony. He was already in ministry, he was already involved, but now God is calling him. And so as he occupied this position, the position of ministry, God sent him a vision and placed his hand upon him lifting him into and out of business as usual. You know, I'm not looking for business as usual in 2021. Uh, I'm not looking for business as usual in this year. Uh, I'm looking for something different. I, I'm, I'm feeling what God, I, I, Lord, I feel you. I feel him. I, I feel and I'm looking for that which is of that unction that is driving, that is motivating, that drive, that draw of God. And so the, no business as usual, which means you're going to have to you have to lay aside some things. And so uh, if you can get a few folks, I believe that's what God is looking a few folks that don't mind being lifted up out of business as usual and into the divine will of God. You know, you, you ought to want to occupy the, uh, the divine will. There's a space for you in the divine will of God. Not the permissive will, not the permissive will. You know, so many are caught up and satisfied in the permissive will, and they think that is the divine will. But no, 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 no. I'm talking about the divine will of God. And so the Bible says, I only, uh, you know, Ezekiel, Ezekiel replied to God uh, once, and, and that reply was not an excuse. But the Lord had uh, been consecrated, and since, uh, his commitment, the commitment that he had made. Uh, I never allow, when you make a commitment, you don't allow a contaminant to enter into your mouth. And so Ezekiel, this is what Ezekiel was expressing to the Lord. I've not been contaminated. I've kept myself separate. I've kept myself consecrated unto you. And, you know, the Lord asked him to do some strange things during his ministry. 
And uh, he's not the only one. Uh, there are others outside of what we read in the scripture that God has called upon to do some things to show his hand is strong, to show his might so that others would believe. And so the Bible said, then said I, uh, Ezekiel speaking unto the Lord, my soul have not polluted, have not been polluted. For from my youth up, even till now, I have not eaten of that which dieth of itself or is torn in pieces, neither uh, came their abominable flesh into my mouth. And so Ezekiel was, was concerned and even from his youth up, what he ate. You know, and I think that we, as people of God, we have to also be concerned about what we eat and what we put into these temples uh, because we eat a lot of stuff. And, you know, I myself has been guilty of the same thing. And then when we have to start dealing with situations, we're praying about it. Uh, we're asking for the Lord to fix it. And if we were to use the common sense, if we were to use the sense that God gave us, uh, we would have minimized and maybe avoided the entire situation. We wouldn't have obesity in our children, obesity in our young people, obesity even in our adults and elders. And, and so uh, we need to watch out and you know, rethink uh, what we're doing. And so I just have, I just need, you know, this is what God is saying. I just need a few folks. I just need a few that will not make excuses, but communicate with God so that he can lift them up. God wants to lift you up. You know, this is a message that, that was kind of touched on a little bit on Sunday morning after the broadcast. We kind of lingered a little bit and talked about uh, what God's will is, and that is, and it is not business as usual. It is not business, but it is the divine will of God uh, that happens, that explodes, that occurs in the sanctuary, in the service. And so I want to ask you tonight in this teaching, uh, I need you to ask yourself, uh, why should I? Just want you to put a question there. Why should I? You know, when I can live, I can live. And so why should I? You know, and, and you can fill in those blanks, but you need to uh, answer that. Now, the Webster Dictionary defines death um, as the permanent or irreversible end of a biological function that sustain a life organism. Death uh, said to be inevitable, a universal process that eventually occurs in all living organisms. Uh, that's true uh, to an extent. That's not the total fulfillment of death. Death can also be a partial impact, such as cells or tissue, as seen in leopards. Or if you get a snake bite, a rattlesnake bites you, that part of your skin will die. And so uh, something that is not considered a living organism, such as a virus, can be physically destroyed, but it's not uh, said to be dead. You know, so there are things that we need to think about uh, and consider you know, when we talk about why should I, you know, I think about why should I die uh, when I can live? Why am I going to put myself through that headache? Why am I going to put myself through that heartache? Why am I going to put myself uh, through uh, a financial burden uh, when I'm when all I got to do is think about what the ant does and that store up, you know, for the rainy day? Uh, why am I going to go and put myself in any situation that's going to be devastating uh, to me, the Bible uh, defines death as a spirit that has been separated from God. 
a godly relationship that has been severed by an individual's actions. And so Proverbs 4 and 23 tells us to keep, you know, it says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So I, uh, it, my God, I need to watch what I do in 2021. You, you've got to watch what you do in the hour, in the day, in the week, in the month. You have to watch what you do. Guard your heart because God, God wants to do something. He wants to use you. And, you know, he can't do it. He can't do that when we walk around and we have a stinking attitude. God can't do that when we, uh, you know, when we're not asking ourselves, why should I, you know, and, and allowing ourselves to fall into situations. The Bible tells us in the 16th verse of, uh, of the scripture, it says this. It says, and the Lord commanded the man saying, this is Genesis, uh, the Lord commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden thou uh, mayest freely eat. So God has given us some privileges. Listen. God has given us some privileges uh, to enjoy certain things. But of the tree of knowledge and of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, you know, Bible students, you know, Adam did not die. Uh, you know that he was uh, moved out of the garden uh, before him or Eve uh, ate from the tree of life, which means they would have been stuck in a permanent situation of sin, uh, if they would have eaten from the tree of life, they would have been eternally. And so uh, God's not, that's not what the Lord is looking for. And, and so the Bible tells us also, talking about being separated from God when the, when the relationship has been severed. So Adam severed the relationship. He didn't stop for a moment to think, why, why should I do this? Uh, why should I eat of that piece of fruit? No, the Bible did not say it was an apple. It didn't say it was an orange. It didn't say it was a pear. It just said fruit. And, and so why should I eat of that thing that God said not to eat of? Uh, no matter how enticing it might be, there's something better if I resist that. There's something else that I'm going to experience. I, I don't want to sell out. Uh, you know, we, we've sold out ourselves before. Uh, many of us have sold ourselves out into different type of addictions and God delivered us. Uh, but uh, he said, my spirit shall not always strive with men. Uh, so we have to know better uh, than to continue and not tempt God, not to do things that is going to, you know, cleanse our heart. Because uh, the Bible says that we're tempted by the thing that's in our heart. God don't tempt us with sin. It's already something that's in us. Uh, that we have been pondering, we have not washed away by the word of God, by, by uh, 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 crucifying our flesh, by subjecting ourselves, uh, by cast, bringing down every uh, evil imagination and those strongholds. Uh, we have not worked through those things. We have not worked through the problems, uh, you know. And so when we don't do that, we'll find ourselves like Saul. And so the Bible said, and Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord. So Saul knew what to do and he didn't do it. So that's a transgression. And thy words, because I feared the people. Listen to that excuse. I feared the people and obeyed their voice. We should not fear the people. We should not fear a man or a woman or anybody and obey their voice over God. Now, therefore, I pray thee, pardon my sin and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord. 
And Samuel, Samuel prophet said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord have rejected thee from being king over Israel. My God, he severed the relationship that he had with God uh, because of what he wanted to do, because what was inside his heart that was not dealt with. Uh, he blamed it on the people. But no, it was something inside of him that, that he had to uh, be a, a, a showman for the people. It was something inside of him that was not worked out. And, and so he severed that relationship with God. You know, so we have all type of artificial stimuli uh, to help sustain life for a period, you know, uh, but notwithstanding God's will. I want to be in God's will. I'm going to be in God's will. Uh, and, uh, you know, you've heard of the school of hard knocks. You know, hindsight is 2020. Uh, and, and so there are many that have the testimony, that have degrees from the school of hard knocks. There are many that have diplomas and uh, uh, different levels of degrees. And, and I'm just saying, hey, don't go there. Uh, you know, uh, hindsight, 20, you'll have that until the day that you die uh, or the day that you are, are caught up out of here. But for now, if we just practice using the, the, the common sense, if we just practice uh, asking ourselves, why should I? Why should I get involved with that? Why should I? When I can live, why should I do that? When I can have it going on, why should I do that? When it's not to my best interest, why am I going to follow that person and they go in the wrong direction? They headed down a one-way street. Oh, my God. They headed down the street. There's a pothole down the street already. The warning has come. The lights are blinking. The, you know, there are people who went out there trying to fix the pothole and, and saying, don't come this way, trying to flat. But yet they want to pursue that. And you don't follow the blind because the Bible said that the blind leading the blind is going to fall into a ditch. God. God gave them the children of Israel, his statutes, and he showed them his judgments. Which he said, if a man do them, you and I, if we do the statues that God has given, if we do his will, remember what Jesus told, he said, if you love me, I know a lot of people saying I love the Lord, but he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Why should I not keep the commandments of the Lord? I'm telling Lord, I love you. So if I keep his commandments, I'm going to live. God said, if, uh, if you do them, if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord, your God. Walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them and hollow my Sabbath. The Sabbath day, the day that God has set aside of, of worship, where we should be worshiping, where we should turn, the, you know, put those phones away and, uh, you know, put, put them on mute and, uh, you know, shut things down, turn stuff off. Don't be sitting in church playing candy, soda crush and all of that kind of stuff, uh, you know, uh, uh, which I have seen even <laughs> even in watching video of services, seeing people do things that they should not be doing. And, and so we need to, you know, uh, we need to fall in line with honoring the Lord. Hollow my Sabbath and they shall be a sign between me and you. I love this. God said it would be a sign between me. In other words, uh, it, it won't be business that I would do some miraculous things in the service. 
when you walk into the church, when you walk into, I, I can't talk about other churches, but, uh, but I, I'll talk about this one. Uh, when you walk into the service of God, and, and the psalmstress is up singing and ministering unto the Lord. And, and you know, there's healing that's going forth. There is uh, there is comfort that is going. There is peace that is going forth. There is power from God that is going forth. When you walk past walking down the aisle and you walk past an individual, you may have come in with a burden, but all of a sudden that burden leaves because you were in the presence uh, of someone that have yield themselves uh, so that you will know the kingdom of God is near. And so he said that uh, there is a Sabbath will be a sign between me and you that you may know what? That I am the Lord, your God, that you're going to know you're, I'm the Lord, your God. Why? Because, because I've made up in my mind. Why? Because you've made up in your mind. You asked the, the question, why should I? Uh, God loves me. So why should I do that? I, I love him uh, and he loves. I'm not going to do that. Ezekiel 33, uh, 21 through 27. This is where we are to, uh, in the in the book of Ezekiel. It says, and it came to pass in the 12th year of our captivity in the 10th month of the fifth day of the month that one that had escaped out of Jerusalem came unto me saying, the city is smitten. Now it was the twelfth year, twelfth year of captivity. the The cause of the captivity was those church church folks, mm -hmm. church folks, yeah, ch folks that go to church, uh, folks that say I believe in God, folks that uh, that have their name on the row, uh, folks that uh, those church folks, those church folks, uh, and, and so uh, and their hidden agendas against God that caused the situation. Uh, that impacted the, the nation. During the chastening, someone escaped out of Israel, out of Jerusalem, and went over to where Ezekiel was. And the report that he had was not good. Neither were the actions of the majority of God's elect. That's what caused them to get into the situation. And so the Bible tells us in the 22nd verse, Now the hand of the Lord was upon me in the evening. Afore he was that uh, was escaped, came and had opened my mouth until he came to me in the morning and my mouth was open and I was no more done. Now, I, I love the testimony that Ezekiel gives. He says, now the hand of the Lord was upon me. Uh, that is such a great testimony. Uh, that is a testimony that that I, I'm telling you, I've just been marinating in that testimony throughout the day that the hand of the Lord. Uh, and, and I believe that that someone that, that's that's listening near and far. Uh, God bless you. But they know exactly where, as I know, as Ezekiel was talking about, that the hand of the Lord was up on him. You know, it is not a, a, a that moment that uh, uh, many people think the hand of the Lord is up on them because the organ has hit a certain note. Uh, listen. Uh, babies uh, bounce when the music is good. Uh, they thought it was because they ran up the aisle. But when they stop running, is the hand of the Lord still upon them? When they stop speaking in tongues, is the hand of the Lord still upon them? When they stop move under the quickening of, the, of, of some of them under the quickening of their own flesh, is the hand of the Lord upon them? That's a great testimony to have that the hand of the Lord is upon me. 
Uh, God does not touch anything that he does not want. So if God has touched you, if God has massaged your heart, if God has blessed your spirit, if God has sent a word unto you, whether it was today, yesterday, or the day before, you better know that God is touching you and that he wants you because God does not touch anything he doesn't want. So if I, he said, so I, I have felt the hand of the Lord. If God has moved up on you, I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about Uncle Sam. You know, Uncle Sam said, I want you. And by the, many of us do not have an uncle named Sam. And so it's not uh, the hand. When you see the hand, uh, when you feel the hand of God, when you feel the power of God, it's God saying, I want you. Ezekiel said this happened prior to him meeting the one had escaped. So God prepared him. He was prepped. Uh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he had been prepped for the encounter that was uh, about to happen. You know, and that's what God does. God prepares us. I remember I was laying in bed and it was about time to get up. But but there was an urgency for me to get up because the spirit of the Lord said uh, said there was a gentleman. There was a particular man that was on his way to service. So I jumped up. I got dressed and I headed on out to, to be into service and came in through the back door, made sure that everything was set up and turned on. And by the time I walked to the front door to push it open, there was a gentleman about to reach for the doorknob. God prepares you for the individual, for the person that you are about to meet so that you can minister unto them. And, you know, however, the Lord will use you for that purpose or whatever God has in mind. So Ezekiel said this happened. His mouth was loosed and that the hand of the Lord was on him before the individual came. Apparently, Ezekiel was in a state where he was not doing a bunch of talking. And sometimes God shuts the door. Sometimes God shuts everything down. He knows just what he's doing. Someone may have thought Ezekiel had lost it. What's the matter with him? He's not saying anything. Uh, something must be wrong with him. But God had Ezekiel in a, where, right where he wanted him to be at. People are not always going to know the exact move of God in your life. Now, I'm talking about the individual that life is, is consecrated. I'm talking about the individual whose life is, is, is sold out unto the Lord. Uh, and so I want to be perfectly clear about that. I'm not talking about uh, uh, no one, uh, no one that says, well, you don't know my heart. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking about that person uh, because I don't need to know your heart. God does. I'm not talking to the one that say, don't judge me. Listen, the word of God, the Bible said, and the books were open and it's small and great. Stood, so the judgment comes from the word of God. I believe and that's enough mumble jumble for me. Listen, if you believe and and you don't need nothing else but to sit at home and just read your uh, scripture every now and then. And you think that you're hearing from God. You need to go back and read Genesis where uh, read the scripture where Aaron and his sister, Miriam, had said, well, you know what? I don't need we don't need Moses. We're prophets. Uh, we don't need him and, and find out how God dealt with them, uh, because uh, you can't hear uh, from heaven without going through the word of God. And lining up with his scripture. Uh, and so you need to ask yourself, why? Why am I doing this? Uh, uh, what, uh, why am I uh, 
follow after these fables and different things and, and when I can live. And so God is not about that puff and stuff uh, that people are spewing out. He's about his word. And, and so we have to line up with the word of God. Ezekiel had lined up his life with the word of God and, and God was using him. Uh, to deal with the people that had not lined they were uh, lined their lives up with his word. Ezekiel said, the word of the Lord came unto me saying. And so uh, it was God. Ezekiel heard him loud and clear. Do you hear the word or do you hear the Lord loud and clear? And, uh, you know, he is convicted, convicted uh, everything near and far. No one escapes the conviction of the word unless your heart is just hard, unless you just uh, one of those that are just rebelling. You hear the word, but you rebel against God. And, and so no one escapes, not prophet, not uh, apostle, evangelist, pastor, teacher uh, or any believer. No one, no one escapes the word of God. He says, son of man, they that inhabit those wastes of the land of Israel speak saying, listen, whatever you're saying, God is hearing it too. And God reveals it to his leader. Uh, brother was sitting in service and, and, and by the end of service, the spirit of the Lord moving and began to minister a certain way. And when I asked, are there any questions? I usually ask at the end of services um, in our service, are there any questions about anything that has been said? Uh, you know, because someone may have heard something and, and want to ask about it. And so that's something that, that we do here. And but the brother said, no, he said, I had questions. He said, but as you start ministering then uh, in that second wave, uh, you know, as the spirit of the Lord begin, you begin to answer those questions. And so. I don't have questions now because God has already answered them. And so God, God speaks. Uh, wherefore, he said, to, thus says the Lord God, uh, he's talking to them. Those in captivity being uh, begin to feel comfortable with a situation. The abnormal was becoming normal. You know, it's, it's normal, I, you know, excuses. Yeah, I, I wonder who, my God, if the Lord say the same, then we're going to talk about excuses. Because so many are giving God excuses, but they don't expect God to give excuses back. But but I'm here to I'm just going to touch, just going to tell you this tonight. Uh, yes, he will. And so God's elect are not supposed to settle. We're not supposed to settle. No, no, don't settle. Don't settle. Uh, why should I settle when I can live? If you settle, you're not living. Thank you, Lord. If you settle, you are not living at the will of God. Fables and old wise tales will have you settling. The hype of this climate will have you settling. Bits and pieces of your salvation will start dying off when you begin to settle. Don't settle. Wherefore say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, ye eat of the blood. And you lift up your eyes toward your idols. This is what Israel was doing. And shed blood. You know, the scripture tells us not to eat meat that, that's partially cooked and, you know, uncooked and blood. Uh, you know, uh, the Bible 
speaks against that, even though it is a delicacy and many do it. Uh, but uh, with the blood, the blood, the blood carry disease. The blood, the life is in the blood after the fall of man. And so it said, you eat of the blood and lift up your eyes toward your idols. Things that they were offering to idols, they were also consuming. And you shed blood and you shall possess the land. You're saying that you're going to receive the will of God. You're going to receive the blessings of the Lord. And you're doing everything that's contrary to his will. You're doing the things that he said not to do. You're sacrificing your children. Uh, people leave their children at home. Well, I don't want to force religion on them. Look, are you crazy? Are you going to you going to you sending your child to hell? You're going to let them you're going to send the Bible said train up a child in the way they should go. But you said, well, you make them go to school. You're going to you want them to go to college. You want them to take a vocation. You want them. But you don't want to give them godly principles. What kind of backward teaching is that? But yet you say you believe my God. God's looking at that. And so there's a shed of blood where people have sacrificed even their children. People have sold their children in tra drug sex trafficking. People have sold their children into prosecute. People have sold their children uh, for money. Uh, we've heard about the stuff on the news recently. Let's not lie to ourselves or anything like that. Because uh, some people believe that it, that it was not done and others believe that it was. Let's tell the truth. The truth is right is right and wrong is wrong. And you say you're going to be blessed of God. And all of the hidden shenanigans, they're not hidden. The Bible said that darkness is as light unto the Lord. So what makes you think that he can't see what we do? We blind ourselves. We block our own minds uh, so that we don't have to think about the word of God and what God is saying so that we can uh, carry on with our shenanigans. Well, it's time out for that. Why should I carry on with, with a bunch of shenanigans when I can live? Why am I gonna cut myself short uh, of experiencing the power of God uh, here and now, as well as later, over a moment of, of whatever? Why should I? Why should I do that? Listen, I've been young, I'm, I'm a little older, but <laughs> I've been and I've learned some things and I think that you have too. I think that that we all have learned enough that we can make up in our mind uh, that is not, you know, God is not business as usual. I'm not going into this uh, the same as I did before with all these thoughts and all this stuff that all this baggage that that no, uh, no, 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 no. That the hidden shenanigans, gotta let that go. Because we're not going to occupy and receive what God has, at least those of you that don't follow the word of what I'm telling you. Uh, but as for me and my house, this is what jo uh, Joshua was saying, as for me and my house, me, this temple, this body, this tabernacle in which I dwell in, I'm going to serve the Lord. And ye shall, uh, and ye stand upon your sword, your abominations. And ye defile everyone his neighbor's wife. See that? Let's go look at that. Mm hmm. Yep. Every rap artist, every, no, not everyone, but listen, you know what I'm saying. So you creep, trying to keep it on the down low. But listen, David said, if I, if I go up high, and I'm paraphrasing, if I, if I go up into the heavens and beyond that, you are there. And if I go down into the deep, down there, 
uh, there you are. So trying to keep things on the down low, trying to creep without nobody seeing and knowing about it, uh, you let them fools game because God knows. And guess what? He tells his watchmen. Guess what? He tells his minister. Uh, guess what? Why should I creep? Why should I try to keep it on the down low uh, when I can live? Why am I going to do all of that and destroy? You know, my God. 27th verse. Say thou thus unto them. Thus saith the Lord God, as I live, surely they that are in the waste shall fall by the sword. See, mm. got uh, why should I fall by the sword? Why, why am I going to do that? And him that is in the open field will I give to the beast to be devoured. Why am I going to uh, be devoured by the beast when I can live? Why am I going to allow uh, the sword to take me out? Why am I going to allow uh, some animal at this... My God, this is what Ezekiel is dealing with. And let me tell you, some are dealing with the very thing today. And they that be in the fort, ah, I'm safe here, I'm in the fort. And in the cave shall die of the pestilence. So the beast, the sword don't get you, to, the, the beast don't get you, to, the pestilence will. Because there's no way to stop it from going, coming through the crevice. The, uh, you know, uh, we're wearing uh, masks and, and all of these different things. You know, the hype that has been given, the, the, um, uh, all of the information, some correct, some incorrect, uh, because they have an agenda. But listen, God does not have a hidden agenda. David, the Bible said that David, hmm, they asked David, they said, David, what shall we do to be saved? And David told them to repent. Change from your ways, repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And the, the scripture goes on to say that, and with many other words, with many other words, he exhorted them to save yourself. And, you know, save yourself. It's your, your soul is worth more than anything that you can. Your soul is about your soul. No one leaves here with a, with, <laughs> with a pocket full of change. Uh, you know, the, I, I've never uh, conducted a homegoing service where uh, the house was being dragged behind the condo, townhouse, whatever, the, uh, the, the new car that they had. Just, I never conducted a service like that where all of that stuff was going with them. You come here and you leave here the same that you entered in. However, none of us have to do that. Because we come here and God it, it sheds the light upon us and our life is never the same. Because then that's why Paul said, I, whatever state I'm found in, I'm content because I know Christ. That's the prize of it all. That's the that's the beauty. Uh, that's the whole thing about it. Uh, Paul came to himself after he was on the road to Damascus. And experience had that encounter with the Lord, and he was blinded and was had was led back to down on State Straight Street where he met Ananias, and God ministered to him. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in the name of Jesus for remission of sin. And I, I believe Paul, in his mind, and he may not have used these words, but he said, "Why should I? You know, with all that I was about to do and all that I had already done, why should I continue uh, down that path when I can live?" I can live for Christ. Now I'm a prisoner of Christ. 
That's what I am. I'm, I'm a prisoner of Christ. I'm a servant of the Lord. And I hope you're saying the same thing this evening, that you know, that you are a servant of the Lord. And so listen, if you've missed any of the messages, please visit connectingtruth.org and click God on demand to access the message archive. And then so you can catch up. Listen, your soul is worth more than anything. And God does not touch anything that he doesn't want. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace, your word today. We thank you, Lord God, for this short time that you've given us to minister your word, Lord God. I thank you right now for your power. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done and what you're going to do. Thank you for the power that dwells within us, that dwells within this place, the illumination of your your presence, oh Lord God. Thank you for your peace. Lord God, I thank you right now for, for blessing, Lord God, the, the saints uh, near and far. Thank you for blessing those that are faithful, Lord God, into this service, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Ask that you remember those that are sick. You know the names and the desires, the hidden requests upon my heart, Lord. I just ask, Lord God, that you will continue to bless uh, in Jesus' name. Lord God, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen and amen. Listen, before I go, I, I, I thought today was January 6th, it's the 5th, but I thought it was the 6th, and, and so I had made note of this to make sure that I say happy birthday to my little brother, uh, brother uh, uh, Don. The Lord is blessed. God bless you. The Lord is going to bless you. And so just want to send those words of encouragement out to him. You know what? Give someone a call, text somebody, uh, send some love to someone, encourage someone. Say something, you know, to nice. Uh, let somebody know about SML inside the pages and uh, so that they can listen and, and be blessed of the Lord because certainly we are seeking God. And before I go, I want to remind you, this is the first month of the year. And so pick a day to fast on. Pick a day to fast. Pick a day to fast. Mm -hmm. A day that you're going to consecrate unto the Lord. Now, if you're on medication of some sort and you cannot fast, uh, you know, because of uh, because you're you're taking medicine at a certain time, then I, I want you to pick something that you can consecrate from. You know, I, I'm a, I love coffee. I like drinking coffee, but uh, but so therefore I would uh, not drink coffee for the next thirty days. You know, that's sort of, as an example. You know, some of you are are big sugar eaters. Love cake, and you're not alone. And so maybe you need to let sugar go for for the next 30 days, you know, or, or meat, uh, you know, but think of something. But in, but, you know, you want to pick one day. I, I'm asking you to pick a day to fast on. And what I, the things I just mentioned are consecrations for those that may not be able to fast a full day. But there are 52 Tuesdays in the year. And last year I fasted through to the end of the year. And, you know, and that may not seem like a lot to some and, uh, you know, but I'm not at, God honored that. And so I'm asking you to pick a day, one day to, to join in with Cornerstone and fasting for souls. Don't worry about praying about yourself. I'm, I'm a firm believer. And I, the Bible said, uh, God is not mocked whatsoever a man sow of that shall he also reap. So if you're fasting. And you're praying for souls to be saved. 
there's somebody praying for you. There's somebody seeking you that may not even may have never met you personally. I have been places that I did not know people personally, but the spirit of God took me there to minister and not just to minister. When I say minister, I mean just to be present. I don't mean of speaking before people, but just to be present. I was uh, woke up. I was in a service and I was enjoying the service and the minister had finished ministering and, and they had the altar call and, and I was standing there praying uh, while the altar call was going on. And someone walked up to me and said, I hadn't seen you here before. Uh, who are you? Where are you from? And, and I told him I'm from Cornerstone Apostolic Church. And um, and I was just here visiting and I woke up. You don't know how God wants to use you, but you have to make yourself available. And, and so the question is, why, why should I? Why should I not be available? You know, I, I can live. I can do this because God has made it so. And, and so this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I pray that you be blessed and think about your short and long-term goals. And until then, I hope to see you here and see you soon. God bless you. Mm -hmm.